From the Heritage Foundation, I'm Tim Desher, and this is Heritage Explains Live. Well, folks, it's that time of year. People from all over gathering in Washington, D.C. to march for the most fundamental of all human rights, the right to life. The March for Life is an opportunity for Americans to gain an understanding of the simple truth that equality begins in the womb. On this live episode of Heritage Explains, I sit down with Dr. Kevin Roberts. He's the brand new president here at the Heritage Foundation and a champion in the pro-life movement. We talk about all issues life, what's at stake in the states, what's at stake at the Supreme Court, and what the Heritage Foundation and the conservative movement is doing to ensure that life prevails and choice fails. In this special live interview, you may hear a bit of background noise. That's because we recorded it in the Heritage Foundation lobby with hundreds of pro-life activists taking part in the march. It really was the biggest party in D.C. And guess what? If you want to see a video of it, we've linked to it in the show notes. So get over there and check it out. It's a fun interview, and you won't want to miss it. So with that, John Pop, roll the interview. We are joined by the big kahuna here at the Heritage Foundation. This is the guy, Dr. Kevin Roberts. This is your first time on Heritage Explains Live, in case you didn't know that. But you know. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and, and against your better judgment, you had me on. And maybe against my better judgment, I agreed to you come. Better, you better do good or we won't have you on again. Oh, I know. You know okay. What I'm saying? Really, the pressure <laughs> the is pr- immense. The pressure yeah. is on here because these folks here that are watching live on YouTube, Facebook, they're going to be submitting their questions. If you have them, again, this is a champion of the pro-life movement. He's been plugged in for decades. I mean, Yeah, but it makes me sound old, Tim. But well, that is true. Yeah, well, you know, it's okay. I, and and he was actually out there today standing on the stage, fully a part of it, marching with pro-lifers. And we're going to just get right into it. What was the, I'm just curious, the mood, the feel uh, that, that, that you sensed out there? Look, I mean it when I say it. I, there's no exaggeration or salesmanship about this. I was prepared for there to be great cheer. I, I always go, I, this is I think my 14th or 15th March for Life, I, I always come because I'm inspired by young people. You know, I'm a teacher at heart, yeah, and yeah. so I just really appreciate them. But today, it was lights out optimistic. Oh, wow. And I think it's not just about the potential Supreme Court decision. I think it's because we know we're winning hearts and minds. And that's really the message I would convey to all of you who are tuning in. It's so good. And, and folks, if you have questions for Dr. Roberts, just, just type them in. Or I can, I, call, I can call you Kevin. Please right? call yeah, me I'll, Kevin. I'll call him Kevin. If you have questions for Kevin, drop them in the chat. We have them coming in here. We'll get to them in due course. But I wanted to, I wanted to focus on hearts and minds. Yeah. You know, we, we are in a very, very tough town here. <laughs> and, and it's hard I figured to get, that out. And so, yeah, yeah, you're from te- coming from Texas, um, and and it's a hard thing to get things done here. Yeah, um, we have a big case that's coming up, which we'll get mm-hmm. into Dobbs. But I'm just curious, build a little bit more on what winning hearts and minds for life looks like. Look, there's a lot riding on Roe versus Wade. We'll get into that. But yeah. the real the, the the reason we're winning yeah. the pro-life issue is because about 15 years ago, our side decided that, you know, the, the, the world of politics, the world of D.C., to your point, yeah. the world of courtrooms, those are really important. Yeah. 
But the really important work is that people who are out here marching for, for babies, mm -hmm. they're also marching for moms <laughs> and they're marching for dads. And they are people, I guarantee you, I'm looking at the screen there and I was just with them. Every single one of the hundreds of thousands of those people who are here today marching would give the shirts off their back to an expectant mom facing a difficult decision. Yeah. That's winning hearts and minds, right? Yeah. That's also what you know, those of us in the Judeo-Christian tradition, for that matter, any organized religion in the world would say is our obligation as people of faith. Yeah. And it's funny, I learned, and by the way, folks, we've got a lot of people tuning in. Melissa is on Facebook. She's watching from Wyoming. She's oh, man. On. This is great. We got, we got what a crowd back here. Hey, kids, say hi to everybody. Go on out. Yeah, get there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they just, they're warming up here. It's there's like, the culture of life right there. That's right. Yeah. yeah, there's like 17 degrees outside, and they want to come in and get a cup of coffee. Everything's great. I just told them, I said, thanks for being here. They said, oh, no, sir. Thank you for having us. It's cold out there. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so good. Well, I, I wanted to to, to, to say, you know, we, I, I learned about pro-life when mm. my family adopted. Ah. When, my, when my parents explained to me why we are doing this, yeah. why it's important to do this, because we need to fill in a gap. We need to mm. ensure that, that babies have a home, yeah. that, that life continues, that life does not end. Yeah. And, 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 and that was my awakening. I'm just curious, what, just personally, when did you really become a champion, really become a passionate person on the pro-life pro -life movement? Well, I, growing up in a part of the country in South Louisiana, which is extraordinarily pro-life, big right. families uh, and, and real sort of intricate extended families, I, it just wasn't anything you ever questioned. Hmm. But I was in eighth grade when I took this political typology test. You yeah. know, I am a nerd. Yeah, and of course. It, I'll make that part brief. Yeah. But yeah. the point is, I took the test and I said, well, of course it makes sense that you would protect life in the womb. Yeah. But I, this is the key point. I recognized even as an eighth grader, maybe just always being kind of a people person, yeah. that there was a human side of that that had to be difficult, although of course as a 13-year-old I didn't fully understand, right? <laughs> and so it was when I was in college when I recognized, man, the pro-life movement's got it right in terms of the head, but we need to be persuading people by doing as much ministry for expectant moms facing that difficult decision increasingly now, as I think you're aware of, for dads, who are obviously part of that equation. And because we've done that, we've begun to turn the tide. And man, it, it is, that's what makes me proud. If we overturn Roe versus Wade, that's gonna be awesome and I'm gonna be happy and proud. What makes me proud is to know that all of these pregnancy centers, all these ministries for moms are out there. And that, for us as Americans, that's awesome. Yeah, and it and it takes the focus off of Washington, D.C. and exactly. places it on, yeah, absolutely. Imagine that. Imagine that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Now you mentioned uh, overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Now, this is a different march this year because mm -hmm. we have a case at the Supreme Court currently, yep. Dobbs, which actually could overturn Roe v. Wade. Talk a little bit more about that, a little bit more about how Heritage has been involved there. Sure. And a little bit more, of, I don't want to, I don't like projecting and what do you think the Supreme Court's yeah. gonna do because we don't know we don't what's know. gonna happen. But what is what is potential potentially on the horizon for that? Well, I'll, and I agree with you on the projecting. Yeah. The, the, the one thing I would say is that whatever the decision is, mm -hmm. it is a it's not just a turning point. It's a new book. It's not just a new chapter. It's yeah. a new book in this movement. So a very quick personal story that gets to the heart of this. Yeah. I started a school in Louisiana, John Paul Academy. If there are any of you tuning in, hello. And so <laughs> we, we started taking a March for Life pilgrimage from South Louisiana up here in 2008. And there were several dozen of those students here today. And so I got to visit with them. And I said, look, 
whatever happens, I happen to think to project just a little bit yeah. that the the court is going to at least partially overturn Roe versus Wade. Every decision then is at the state level. And so that is the first phase of the new book. It's the first chapter of the new book where we now have to do this times 50, yes. every state capital. Yeah. And that's harder work than being focused just on overturning a Supreme Court decision, and that's taken half a century. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing because those of us who are not experts within this issue, mm -hmm. they hear overturning Roe v. Wade and they just think abortion's gone, it's over, right. it's done, no more. But yep. there are a lot of states out there that have doubled down yes. on, on their abortion laws. New York, I mean, we, we saw the Virginia uh, debacle mm -hmm. a couple years ago right. with Governor Northam yep. talking about his, you know, uh, Which was really sinister, yeah. It's, it's extremely sinister, and I believe an election uh, happened partially because of that. Yeah, it's, that has got that aspect of that. Yeah. The Virginia election has gotten less coverage, but I think you're right. And I should yeah. say the role Heritage is playing is that we are being very proactive, preparing for what I'm calling a post-row world. Great. And w with all of the other great pro-life organizations, that includes Heritage. Sure. I think it's, we've got to think about how we can develop these new coalitions and partnerships to reflect the new challenge, yeah. which will be making sure that we pass pro-life legislation in every state. Yeah. We've got a lot of people tuning in, Good. watching. Claudius is on YouTube. Watch from Salzburg, Austria. Oh man, we got yeah, that's great. I was skiing in Kitzbühel, which uh, which they're they're. It's You're such a world audience, traveler. Audience, audience of one. <laughs> sort of audience of one, Claudius. Thank you for joining in. Uh, Natalie's on Facebook. Uh, it's time we. Uh, it's time for Roe vs. Wade to be overturned and the laws rewritten to protect all lives affected. That's great. Um, Susan's Louisiana. Hey. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Um, Alice on Facebook says, thanks for letting us know what is really happening around us. Alice, that is so great of you to say that. That's what we aim to do. And can I hang on that point yeah, for a minute? Go ahead, yes, and absolutely. And say, people often ask me, friends all over the country, what is it that Heritage does? I mean, y'all understand what we do in terms of public policy. We are your service organization. I like sometimes say behind enemy lines, maybe I should be a little sweeter and say behind opponents lines, but y'all are not in DC, we are. We have that privilege and that burden. Yeah. And so we are so grateful that you would tune into something like this and support what we're doing. It is great. And, and as you can see, I mean, we got this place bumping right now. This is like the biggest party in it DC. Is. Considering yeah. that parties aren't really happening in DC right yeah. because I, of COVID. I, I, you'll, like, you'll like this. I got a call from someone out of state and they said, Kevin, the, the Heritage is the talk of the town because y'all are opened up. You're, you're telling the mayor, you know, just just stay where you are. We got hundreds of pro-lifers here, That's and right. uh, it's a little bit of a Texas spirit. Come and take it, baby. Come and take it. I mean, well, hey, look, everybody is an invited guest here, and that that's right. is it. That that's, is that's exactly we, right. This is this is where it's all happening. This is the the life force of the life movement right here at the Heritage Foundation, joining with groups from all across the the movement. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that movement. How you see. You know, when we say the movement, a lot of people might not know what that means. Yeah, that's true. And so <clears throat> so talk a little bit about all that's involved in the movement yeah. to overturn Roe and, 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 and promote life. Yeah, well, put simply, yeah. pro-life movement is the, the association, the and it's sort of a loose association, because yeah. conservative folks are kind of independently minded, yeah. of organizations, people, church groups, church groups across the faith spectrum who have decided that this is the cause of the age. And of course, there are other really important political issues, policy issues that they're concerned about, that we're concerned about. But it just sort of by definition, if we get this one wrong much longer, all of those others are just totally secondary. And so the role that Heritage plays is not to tell people what to do, but to facilitate conversations That's right. and to bring people together. We have literally done that, to your point, by having all these folks 
we haven't met a lot of these folks. They're friends of the movement who've been invited here. And so we encourage you, whether you know, this, this day next year, if we're doing another March for Life, or any other event to be part of it. It's funny, I was just talking um, uh, with a friend who's, who's in town, um, and they've got three uh, people who voted for Biden with yep. them, Good. marching in the movement Excellent. right now. And then I think about this, this, you know, this restaurant in DC, Busboys and Poets, mm -hmm. who, who won't allow uh, left-wing pro-life people yeah. to gather there. And, it, and it's thinking it's just a, a, a stark contrast to a positive energy, mm -hmm. a positive forward-looking movement <clears throat> versus Keep it down. Well, incredible. that's a key point, and what yeah. I tell people who have not had the privilege to come to the March for Life yeah. is you ought to try to come once, because what you will walk away with is this, this encouragement, it's almost supernatural, if you will, from the young people. Yeah. And it's not because they've been told this is what you need to say, this is what you need to chant, this is what you need to believe, they know it in their hearts. Yeah. One question from uh, from a Facebook viewer. How do I explain why life matters to my pro-choice friends? Kind of building on that. Well, I would start with what usually our, our uh, left of center pro-abortion friends are thinking, which is that that is a mother's decision. It's her health care. And so start on their ground because that's where they're going to be most responsive. And of course, you're going to go about this as a friend. It sounds like you're a wonderful person. And, and just explain for that mother that when you talk to women, as I have, scores of them who've had abortions, and not in any judgmental way as yeah. a guy, but just trying to understand, sometimes ministering to them, you understand the pain and the guilt that they feel after that in the same way that any of us would make a bad decision. And the second thing is, if our left of center friends know, we're not wagging a finger as sort of mad Christians about this. We want to help. Yes. And that maybe you can point them to getting to know a pregnancy center, and, and then they have firsthand experience with us at our best, where we're really trying to minister to those women. They will eventually get there on the, on the intellectual part of abortion, because it simply makes no sense. It, it is taking hmm. a life. But we have to be really careful with the words we choose. We have to put smiles on our faces during a you know, really difficult conversation. But most of all, remain friends. That is, how, that is how we are going to take back this country. It's not going to be by being ugly and responding to the left with how they talk. It's going to be because we're smiling and we're pointing toward a, toward a, a real positive future, including on this issue. That's great. Yeah, and, and we, we just keep getting these questions for Facebook. So if, if it's okay, just, just a, another one. Here's, how have you seen the pro-life movement change over the last couple years? And uh, what can we expect from the Heritage Foundation as we continue to, to build on our movement? Well, what, I'll take the second question first and yeah. say what you can expect from the Heritage Foundation is I mean, we've always been a pro-life organization. We've been a lot more explicit about that and involved in it mm -hmm. the last few years, certainly under my leadership. <laughs> And I hope to be around here a long time. Um, we're, we are an absolute central part of the pro-life movement. And so we're, we're helping on legal briefs. We're helping on policy briefs. We're working at the state level because we're assuming that there's going to be at least a partial victory in Roe. But the big thing that's changed, and my, my son, who's 17, and he's here today, Great. he's a big pro-lifer, he's been marching. Um, he said, Dad, that I remember when I came as a, as a young guy, you know, 11 or 12, and he said there were people who had all these pictures of abortions, which are gruesome, and they were being, they're, they're pro-lifers, but they're not being persuasive. What's changed is that we're placing an emphasis largely because of our, our March for Life leader, Jeannie Mancini, who's done a great job. Yes. We're placing an emphasis on women and men and the decisions they're making and ministering to them. And as we tell those stories, pro-lifers sound like people who care about people. Imagine that, which of course we've always been. But you know, sometimes some of us lead with the facts, 
rather than with emotions. This is a totally emotional issue, and we've learned how to focus on that. Well, I gotta tell you, it's it's um, it's a really incredible thing to see you up here leading uh, so quickly, moving to Washington within the last, I guess, couple weeks. Here, yeah, that's right. Taking over at the Heritage Foundation. Um, I hope I didn't, you know, uh, upset my boss today because uh, <clears throat> there's some power here. But I will say this though that, that I was worried about you today because you're out there in 17 degree weather marching, and um, I've heard that people who are uh, follically challenged. Um, Get, get brain freeze. So I'm glad you were able to put sentences together here. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's been great working with you, Tim. Yeah, right. uh, okay. hope, hope yeah. you enjoy the weekend. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, oh, I, oh, okay. Yeah. The, my biggest concern for you about <laughs> yeah. my follicle, follicle challenge is uh, <laughs> is whether you would be blinded by the glare. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we did put makeup on that there to, <laughs> yeah, to, to, that's to right. reduce the glare earlier. No, that's a joke. We didn't put makeup. That's it's, it's all good. Although but, sometimes we have to. Sometimes we have to. That's great. Well, hey, I, I really appreciate Do uh, Kevin, Dr. Please, Roberts. Kevin. Yeah, uh, being with us today. It's, it's a, a great thing to have you here. Thanks and for you. And we're going to have you on again. And for all so, of you. It's great. Folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your questions. We are so grateful for you. Log on to the March for Life website. See some of the photos that have been taken today, some of the videos. It's very, very inspiring. As I said, the energy is incredible. We have the pulse. We have the momentum. And we are so excited to keep you updated as things happen. And that's it for this episode of Heritage Explains Live. We love doing these things. Again, log into the show notes. You can click on the link to see us do that live on video. It's a really cool thing. All the people in the background, lots of kids, lots of families, warming up from a very cold day, marching for life. We look forward to catching you for the next Heritage Explains Live, as well as the podcast that's posted every Sunday evening. We'll catch you there. Heritage Explains is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is produced by Michelle Cordero and Tim Desher, with editing by John Pop.